lift up your Bible. I just love to, to just get a bit uh, comfortable. Lift up your Bible. Turn to your neighbor if they don't have one. Just say that, neighbor, where is your Bible? This is mine. Where is your Bible? If they don't have a Bible, ask them, where do you think you were going? Where do you think really you were going? Where do you think? Say with me, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God will be spoken into my life, and my life will never be the same. Never, never be the same. Never, never be the same. Turn to your neighbor, say, watch me changing, watch me changing, watch me changing. My makeup, my makeup, my makeup will change right before your face in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter number 10. Wow, so that I can try to just share quickly the word of God. Okay, all right, just be patient with me. If you don't, if you struggle a little bit with my accent, please just be patient with me. They say an accent is somebody speaking your language using their own rules. So <laughs> just get used to me. It's going to be fine. We are going to have a church. Somebody say amen. All right, Acts chapter number 10, if a verse say yes. Hallelujah. The last time I checked, which was this morning, Acts was in the New Testament. So if you are in the Old Testament, somewhere around Numbers, Leviticus, you are far away from home, far away from home. Amen. It's okay. It's not a sin for you to look in the temple of contents to find the book of Acts. So you can check in the temple. It's okay. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are there, say yes. All right. I'll, do, I'll just pick a number of portions and read quickly. Verse number one, Acts 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called Italian Band, a devout man, one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Important details. Details are important in scripture. Number three, he, was, he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and he said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tenor whose house is by the seaside, he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. When the angel which spoke unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. Verse number 9. On the morrow as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went upon the house top to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry, and he would have eaten. But while he made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw the heaven open, and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheet, knit at the four corners, and let down on the earth. Let's skip and go to verse number 15. And a voice spoke unto him, saying, the second time, what God is called, what God has cleansed, thou cannot call common. Verse number 18. 
And then he, and he called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, was lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, important detail, the spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, go therefore, and get thee down. Go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Let's skip to verse number 28 so that you have something to read when you get back home, okay? Verse 28. Okay, so if you wonder where to read when you get home, just read the extent, the whole of it. Verse 28. And he said unto them, You know how it is unlawful, unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come into another nation or another tribe or to, to come among us people who are not Jewish. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Verse 44. Let's go to verse 44. We're about to finish now. While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as men as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water that these, which, that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And verse number 48, And uh, he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, and then they prayed they him to tarry certain days. Father, we thank you today for your word which is always anointed. Forever settled in the heavens. May it be settled in our lives today as it comes with great clarity, authority, and power in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm going to share quickly here today and very fast, I hope, by the grace of God for, for less than 40 minutes. Anything that happens after 40 minutes is not me. So please forgive me in advance. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. On a message I have entitled Changing Dimensions. I'm going to use a number of examples uh, that you know from your everyday life and also a little bit about ourselves, what we have experienced in our short life of working with God. It's not a boast money, but just to drive the point home. I found that in ministry, people remember our stories more when we try to illustrate points. So we'll use them here and there so that you get the points. What you need to realize, brothers and sisters, is this, that life is lived in dimensions. Life is experienced at different levels. I'll use the term dimension and level interchangeably, so please don't get lost when I use them uh, one instead of the other. Life is experienced at different levels, which I will call dimensions in this presentation. These levels or dimensions can be spiritual dimensions, they can be physical dimensions, they can be financial dimensions, they can be relationship dimensions, uh, they can be career dimensions, they can be even academic dimensions. Life is experienced at different dimensions. Somebody who hears me say, I hear you. What is a dimension? Quickly, quickly, many of you are students, so you can understand when I give points. Number one, it is a level in which you operate with, with great ease. When you are operating in your dimension, you let operate in that level without much struggle. Can I have an amen there? Somebody say, I hear you. You don't struggle to operate in your dimension. Okay, let me just illustrate it by taking financial dimension. For example, let's say your financial dimension is 10 euro. If you have got a bill that needs 10 euro, you don't pray about it. 
You don't fast about it. What do you do? You put your hand in your pocket or just take your, your debit card and you swipe low and behold, you pay it. Somebody hears me in the name of Jesus. Now, but if your dimension, if, if you then you have got a bill that needs 50,000 euro, when you've got a bill that needs 50,000 euro, guess what? I go, pastor, help me pray. You get my point? Uh, you are struggling to live in that what? Dimension. Thank God we are in Europe. You know, in Europe, we are so nice in church. We are very nice. Where I come from, <laughs> hey, hallelujah. Now, when we collect offerings in church with a clear heart, please forgive me, I'm not going to do it here. Amen. Now, with a clear heart, the pastor stands up and he says, Those who want to give 10,000 euro in our country, we use US dollars, 10,000 US dollars. You get my point now. The rest of the church, they will turn around and they will look around around a certain, a certain area where they know somebody who can afford that is sitting. And lo and behold, that person will raise up their hands and say, I'm coming with $10,000 to give toward this project, pastor. Then the pastor will say, thank you, God bless you. And you say, those who want to give a thousand US dollars, then a few will come in. But let's alone, you yourself, you'll be sitting. You know your dimension. When the pastor, there's those who want to give $50, you said, now we are going, now we are going. You even take your kids. Why? Because this is your dimension. We are we together there. What a blessing. Hallelujah. Now, number two, it is a level you are comfortable to live in. You are comfortable to live in. You don't sweat to operate in it. Okay, let me go back to the academic side. Uh, I was thinking of some mathematical principle which they taught me way back. They said, Tosara, um, the area of a triangle is half base times height. So when I went into the exam, I found uh, a certain triangle which was given the dimensions. Calculate the area of this triangle and I just put in half base times height. Those are not me, they are wondering what I'm talking about. Now, that was way back. I can't even remember when it was, but it was very way back. When I was thinking about this sermon, I did not even need to look for a mathematics book. I just thought, what is the area of a triangle? Half base times height. But there is a certain principle they taught me called Laplace transforms or a Fourier series. Hallelujah. Now, if you give me a problem that requires that, I need even to go and consult some doctors here. Hallelujah. Help me with this thing. Because it is not my dimension. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Somebody is hearing me say, I hear you. It's like when you are at home and your kid breaks, brings out their mathematics uh, book and they've got some assignments and they come in and says, Daddy, they give me some homework. I know that. And I said, come with it, come with it. You sit on it and you say, this is how you do it. Long division. This is how you drop this one and do this. You drop this one. And, she says, wow. and your kid is looking and says, wow, my dad is a genius. <laughs> your dad is not a genius. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have given him something below his dimension. Hallelujah. So life operates by what? Dimension. Number three, it is a level you don't struggle to dominate. You know, when I went to, to high school, when I was in Form 1, 
In my country, we do grade one, grade two, up to grade seven, and then you change, and you go to form one, up to form six, and then you go to university. Now, when we're in form one, there was a guy called Boysen. Boysen was a soccer player. He was good. He was good. My God, my God. Now, listen, I, please forgive me. Now, even up to now, when I think of Boysen, this me, I think Boysen was better than Messi. Boyson was good, you know, you know. He was good. I mean, he would have five people in front of him. Before you know it, he was ahead and he was scoring the ball. It was amazing watching him. Amazing, you know. I, I, I so much enjoyed that, though I was not a soccer player. Wherever my school team went, I went as well just to watch Boyson. One way or the other, I would, you know, at one time, you know, they used to carry some food. So I would just show up at the bus and carry the food into the bus and I would not come out. <laughs> so that I would watch Boyson. But after we had, we, I think our team was good, the zone outside, the district side went on, then at the provincial side. When we go to the provincial side, I was shocked. Because Boysen, Boysen, Boysen was no longer as good as he used to be when we're back at the zonal level. Because something was now being played at a dimension which was higher than him. Oh, yeah. We never heard about him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Second, I have an amen today. Can I have an amen today? So, but when you are in your dimension, you dominate things. Grade four, I went to a school. Okay, I'll give you. It's a, it's a Zimbabwean day, so I can give this name out. It was called Tovane. All right. Somewhere deep, even those who come from Zimbabwe don't even know where it is. It's close to a place called Zaka. <laughs> deep, it's close to a town called Mashingo. Oh, when I got there, my, my, my sister was doing a, she was doing a, 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 a teaching practice there. So when I got there, you know, they set me in class and I wrote the exam. And before you know it, in fact, in fact the first thing that happened, I was, uh, okay, the first thing that happened, I wrote the exam. The next term, I was number one. Second term, again, I was what? Number one. So I was enjoying in Tovani. Grade five, I then went to stay with my mother. She was staying at a small mining town. And when I got there, I sat for the exam. I thought as usual, I'll get my money. I was shocked. I was number 13, Sha. 13. <laughs> 13, Sha. Hallelujah. But guess what happened? I then realized that now I am struggling to dominate at this level. I need to become more serious with my studies. So I did something and next time I was number five. And after that, by the time we're grade seven... I was, I, was, I was the best. Hallelujah. Number four. Hallelujah. Now, a, a, a dimension, it is a level whose demons you have conquered. Every level you have got demons that restrict you access to it. But when you conquer the demons, it becomes easier for you to access it. I'm sorry for those who don't believe in demonic spirits. Hallelujah. But believe you me, ladies and gentlemen, demonic spirits are real. Only that some of them are educated and some are not. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? amen? Demons you find in Europe, they will not forbid you to go to school. They will allow you to go to school, but after you are educated, they will make sure that you are hooked on cocaine. But demons in Africa, <laughs> they won't allow you to go to school. That's why when Africans pray, hey, they begin to pray against the water. Father, in the name of Jesus. When the demons that have been trailing my family heritage are on water, I command the water to freeze. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
But everywhere there are what? Demons. Hallelujah. Let us say that I enjoyed your presentation on demons. It reminded a lot of things there. Amen. Number six. A dimension, it is your lifestyle. The way that you live. The way that you what? That you live. Last time I came and Mario Pastor was just telling me a number of stories and there was one particular story that got me very interested. He said, you know, when my, when my kid went to, to school, there was another time that the teacher called me and says, listen, he is struggling with this. He might need to repeat. You know, Pastor said something that really touched me. I don't know if any of you remember. He says, he says I said, not my child. Not my child. He cannot repeat. I said, wow, that's his lifestyle. You get my point? Ah, you need to know there is a certain lifestyle that you can live in. Let me use another example to just reiterate point. I was not born in an aeroplane. It took God for me to fly the first time. <laughs> to just you understand that it took God for me to fly the first time. I had an air ticket to fly to Zanzibar without a passport. And that can only be God. The guys that booked the aeroplane, the, the flight were calling me and says, ah, can we have your passport number, sir? I say, I'll give it shortly. Meanwhile, we're busy going to the registrar's office. Guys, can we have an emergency passport here? <laughs> it took God. When I came back, my wife, she was saying, tell me, how was the flight? How is it like when an aeroplane gets into the air? So tell me, are there harms in there? How do you feel? Uh, 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 tell me, how, how do they change the gears? She was asking lots of questions which I could not answer. So, after some time, I said, listen, I'm going to make sure that this woman will fly. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, guess what happened? We took a trip and went to South Africa from Zimbabwe. And from there, now, we did not have much money. So, we looked for a budget airline. Now, we're not just a budget airline. We booked a ticket which you can only get at 5 a.m. sharp. 5 a.m. to Deben. So we were there 5 So we had to be there around 4 o'clock in the, in the morning. And we got into the plane and you got there and said, now you can see it. Now you can sense it. says, wow, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. And she was shocked because these guys are budget airlines. So they simply say, say, do you want tea? Do you want a cookie? Do you want it to charge you? She says, no, but you told me. He said, no, I was flying business class. Today we are flying a budget airline. So the story is different. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, when we came back, I want you to understand something. There was a lifestyle we're learning to, we're learning to live in. Amen. How are you, sir? It's good to see you. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah. Now, there was a lifestyle I was trying to get, I was introducing it to. Later on, later on, uh, just a few months later on, she had an opportunity to fly. Among us, I think there were about seven or so military gurus. She was the only civilian. So they flew to Iran. In one week, she had nine flights, sir. Nine flights in one week. I said, wow, that's fantastic. Then later on, things happened the way that they happened. Now, my wife, <laughs> she is at home. Two, three weeks, she flies. And she comes back. Two, three weeks, she flies. Says, oh, where are you going next? Oh, Japan. She flies and she comes back. So I was just thinking this morning, this woman used to ask me, how is it like to fly? 
Just yesterday, I was asking, how was Italy? Last two weeks ago, I said, how was the States? The other time, I said, how was Japan? I said, tell me, how is Hollywood? It's me who is asking, how is Hollywood? It has now become a lifestyle. She is dominating that kind of a thing. Demons concerning flying never deal, never trouble anymore. Somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. As I'm talking, I trust by the grace of God you are locating yourself. I trust you are locating yourself. Number seven. It is what answers to you when you call. In Deuteronomy chapter number one, verse number 15, God spoke and he told about Moses about the different kinds of leadership. He talked about leaders of thousands, captains of thousands, captains of hundreds, captains of fifties, and captains of tens. These were different dimensions of leadership. It is what you have command over. What answers to you when you call. Now, when your general overseer, the DGO, Pastor E.A. Adeboye, when he comes, he has thousands who gather to hear him. Can I have an amen here? Now, I was there. Now, your pastor will tell you this. Now, I was there when he came. I went to the pastor. I said, Pastor, I can't find a city. They told me, go to the overflow. I said, Pastor, listen, I come from Zimbabwe. I can't sit in the overflow. I have to see this man in the main auditorium. It was paved all over. Now, <laughs> when the command which he has demands that he has an audience of over a thousand people. Now, some of you don't understand that. In 1998, in what they call Lake 98, he had a meeting where eight million people attended. Eight million. Recorded by, okay, CNN and Newsweek. Now, that is what command. Now, when pastor comes here every Sunday, he is guaranteed that there is a certain number of people that will come here. Can I have an amen here? Can I have an amen here? That's the level of his command. Now, you have understand that, ladies and gentlemen, when you have a certain level of command, this is what will obey you when you say something. Can I have an amen there? It is said of T.D. Jakes when he moved his church to another town, he started with 30, but in a very short space of time, he was again in the region of thousands. That was the level of his commands. He commands that. Can I ask you a question? Why is it that it's much more easier for a person who has a job to get another job than a person who has no job at all? <laughs> you go there, you're, you're a fresh graduate. I want a job that says, tell us about your experience. What? But I'm a fresh graduate. No, we prefer those with experience. Because it is already their dimension of being employed. It's easier for them. Can I go a little bit deeper? It is easier for a person who already has got a managerial post to get another managerial post. They look at you and say, no, you don't have any managerial experience. Why? Because it is already his dimension. You remember that history teacher? I had a history teacher. This history teacher, the whole of Form 3 share, he gave me 13 out of 20. No matter how I wrote no matter how much I studied for his exam, he just looked at my paper and you give me 13 out of 20. Hallelujah. <laughs> Why? Because it was some of the dimension which he had put in his mind. This is where he belongs. Hey! Somebody say, I hear you. Somebody say, I hear you. 
Have you ever gone shopping? And you know when you are going shopping, there are shops where you shop and shops where you don't shop. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. They know at home that, listen, if we are going shopping for clothing, where do we going? We are going, okay, it's with all sincerity, there's nothing wrong with these shop names. You know we are going to Primark. We know we are going to Primark. Hallelujah. But there are shops which when you see the door, it literally goes. <laughs> says, can we get it? Says, what? One suit there is equivalent to my salary. How do I shop in there? It is not your what? Dimension. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? One day we traveled to Hong Kong. And somebody said, listen, are you looking for suits? We're looking for suits. He said, yes. He said, come, yes. He says, we'll measure. Yes, I asked them, how much? When they told me the price of one suit was equal to the air ticket, I said, I'll see you next time. It was not my heart. Dimension. Can I have an amen there? When you are looking for a house, what does the bank first say? Can we see your pay slip? Uh-uh. I'm looking for a house. I did not say interrogate me about how much I earn. What are they looking for? They want to understand your dimension. A dimension is very important, ladies and gentlemen. Why is it important? Number one, because it will cause you to increase. That's why your dimension must change. When your dimension is changed, it will cause you to advance. You go ahead. Number three, when your dimension is changed, it will cause you to receive God's breast. And number four, when your dimension is changed, it will cause you to do more for God. I was pastoring in a small city. Very small city. The other thought for me, I was a great pastor there. But I was a great pastor. God moved in some miraculous way and we got some small piece of land, almost 4,000 square meters, and we're happy. I taught the church and they were all on top of their chairs as God has moved for us. We bless the name of the Lord. And I told them, listen, we need to raise money to pay for this piece of land. Sure, we spent six months trying to raise that piece of, that, that amount of money to pay for that piece of land. And when it happened, somebody came to town. He came to town to do a crusade. He came to town to do a crusade with 14, listen, with 14 articulated trucks, 10 buses. He did 30 crusades in 14 different places in a space of four weeks in Zimbabwe, all the way from Ghana to Zimbabwe. I looked at myself, spending six months just to pay for some small piece of land. Hallelujah. I could see that his dimension was different from what? From my dimension. Therefore, he could do more. I then later on found out this guy, in one year, he laid 40 foundations. Shah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 40 foundations for churches in one year. The following year, they built, I think they, they laid 100 foundations in one year. Meanwhile, me. <laughs> With my congregation, I was six months to pay for the small piece of land. When your dimension changes, you can do more for God. Number five, number, number five you progress. When your dimension is changed, it will enable you to progress. It will enable you to progress. Number six, you walk in total victory. Whenever your dimension is changed, you walk in total victory. And number seven, you attract good things into your life. 
I'm not very, I'm not very sharp. <laughs> Than I sound. I know I sound like a sharp, but I'm not very sharp really. Yeah. But there is something likable about me. <laughs> now the Bible calls it, now for you to understand it's just likable. Now the Bible calls it divine favor. It's inexplainable. Now I found that is the thing that makes a difference in my life. And I desire each and every time to make sure that thing increases over me. It makes up for every shortcoming, every weakness that I have in my life. That thing called divine favor, it is that thing. Listen to me, people of God. You must have it in your life. It makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 18, we are with open faces beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed from the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the living God. A believer must move from glory to glory. You must move from one level to another. Things must be on an upward trend. You must not stay at the same level in your life. Oh, I'm praying for somebody today. On this celebration Thanksgiving Sunday, may your dimension change in the name of Jesus. May you go higher. May there be a difference in your life. May there be the shining of the Lord upon you. May the glory of the Lord be seen upon your life. In Jesus' mighty name. There must be a change that comes in there. Shake your neighbor and say, from glory to glory. Say it again, from glory to glory. Now, I want us to go back to our text. I had not forgotten about it. Look at me. Here are two people, ladies and gentlemen. The one is a gender. In other words, he was not Jewish. And the other one is a Jew who is called Peter. Peter is an apostle who has received the Holy Spirit. He has been with Jesus. He is praying somewhere and Cornelius is praying somewhere. The Bible says Cornelius, while he is praying, he falls into a trance or a vision. He sees a man who is an angel. And he says, what is it, Lord? He asks the person. And then the Lord says to him, Cornelius, your prayers and your giving. You have become of a memorial before God. Can I pray for somebody who is here? You have been giving and praying in this house. Our God is a faithful God. He will not forget your work and your labor of righteousness. Whatever you have sown, it will manifest again to you in the name of Jesus. I speak an abundance over your life. I speak overflow over your life. I speak a mighty harvest over your life in Jesus' mighty name. Tells him, Cornelius, your prayers and your giving, you become of a memorial before God. And then he simply says, Lord, what do you have me do? He says, Send men to Joppa. If you find a man called Peter, he will tell you what you must do. And he sends devoted servants of his. They rush and go down to Joppa. And when they get there, the Bible says, a man called Peter, he has gone on top of the roof. Everybody is cooking down, but Peter is on top of the roof. He is praying. While he is praying, the Bible says that he fell into a trance again. And he sees a shit coming up from heaven. And a voice says to him, rise up, Peter. Kill and eat. And he says to them, Lord, I have not eaten anything that is unclean. Three times he's told to do the same. And he says, no, Lord. 
I want you to see something here about these men who are in different dimensions. I want to see, number one, that Cornelius was worshipping a God whom he did not know. When he did not know this God, he was not born again. He was not Holy Spirit filled. But he was still giving, he was still praying, he was still calling upon the God whom he did not know. Can I speak to somebody here? Today, if you don't know God, though you came to church, it is your day to know God in the name of Jesus. It is your day to know God in the name of Jesus. So Cornelius then says to him, what you have says, listen, there is something you don't know about me. You try to walk right and live right with me. But Cornelius, you don't know me. Today, I want to change the way that you know me, Cornelius. Send men to Joppa that will tell you what you must do. When he gets there, there is a man called Peter. Peter's ministry is operating in a different dimension. Number one, he is only limited to preaching to Jews, not to Gentiles. Not to, none of us could not have been in the Christian faith today if these men had not changed this dimension. So God then says, go with these people. Go with them. Go with them. So he gets down to the house of Cornelius. When he arrives there, he tells them, listen, you know that I am a Jew. I'm not supposed to speak to Gentiles, the uncircumcised. But because I saw in a vision and God gave me a clear command to come, so have I come. He opens up his mouth and he begins to preach. Listen to me very carefully. The Bible says, while Peter was still preaching those words, the Holy Spirit fell on everybody who heard the words. I've been in ministry. Pastor is in ministry. When we come to church, this is how we do ministry. We preach first. After we preach, we call you out. Do you need to receive Jesus? Then you receive Jesus. After he received Jesus, he says, do you know there is somebody called the Holy Spirit? And then he says, okay, what is it? And we explain to you. We say when he is into you, when you get baptized by the Spirit of God, the way that you pray will even change. He even performs a miracle in your mouth. When you open up your mouth, you will speak in some language which you have never learned. And you begin to do, can I do it? You say, these are called tongues. And he says, is that pastor? He says, yes. And we say, today you are a candidate to receive something. We say, is it pastor? He says, yes. Lift up your hands. You lift up your hands. We lay our hands on you. We say, open your mouth and just begin to pray. Behold, you begin to go. Before you know it, a miracle has taken place in your mouth. But this time, Peter is preaching. He is doing the mathematics now. After I have preached, I'll make sure that they'll receive Jesus. After they received Jesus, I'll baptize them with water. After they have baptized them with water, then I'll pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit. But while he was still preaching, the Bible says the Spirit fell and they heard them speaking in other tongues. What a dimension. When God goes ahead of the preacher, God did not seek authorization from Peter to baptize him with the Holy Spirit. No. I see some folks in my few years in ministry who when they come to receive the Holy Spirit, I feel like God will wait for this one. It's too naughty. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Can I have an amen? amen? But in this case, 
Peter was moved into a dimension that even himself, he was shocked. He says, wow, that's fantastic. Hallelujah. It was a different dimension. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what is your level. But I'm praying for you today. By the grace of the living God, may your dimension be changed. I'll close by giving you these few keys to change your dimension. The first thing that you need to change your dimension, it is to pray. You must pray. Beloved, prayer works. It works, prayer works. Yeah, it works. I stand here by prayer. I was a young boy. I would carry wines in my bag to go to high school. But I had a mama who prayed for me that I received Jesus like that. Through prayer, mysteriously. (laughs) How you live can be shifted by simply talking to God in prayer. Finished college, I graduated 2003 in May. Told myself I'll spend a month in prayer and fasting and not look for a job. Come August, I went looking for a job. By September, everybody in a class of 32 was employed except me, the preacher. Hallelujah. Between August and November, I did 12 interviews. Sha, 12. One, two, 12 interviews. In some of the best interviews. I remember in one interview, a person was seated on a rocking chair. They were saying, good grades. (laughs) How come we are not employed so far? Hallelujah. In my country, a job, you have to pray for it. It's not like here in the Netherlands. You have to pray for one. Hallelujah. I remember my brother coming and simply says, young man, I was staying with him, he says, young man, I know you believe in God, but some things need people. God <laughs> works through people. He need people. I went, when he told me it was in the evening, I went out of the house into the veranda. I knelt down. I said, God, you heard him. I think I have you. You are much more than people. That's all I need. Can't remember, was it a Sunday or a Saturday, but it was during the weekend. On a Monday, somebody called me and said, listen, you don't know me. I'm called Solomon. I'll use his first name. I called Solomon. I heard you once worked here during your attachment. Can you bring your CV tomorrow? I went there the following day, 8 o'clock, I was there. I said, I'm looking for Solomon so-and-so. They said, he, he, he normally starts at nine. I said, but, he says, no, he waits for me. Wait for him in the office of the administrator. So I waited for him in the office of the administrator. Nine o'clock, he comes in, and I, then I walked in. I said, sir, you found me, I'm Tassara. I said, okay, let's see your CV. I gave him a CV. He looked at my CV, and he put it aside, and he says, you know what? I'm giving you a job. I said, oh, thank you, sir. He said, um, how much would you want to start with? Uh, <laughs> I beat my tongue. This is the gist of the matter. He says, in the office of the guy where you were waiting for me, this was the guy who told me, listen, he starts at nine. He says, that guy, I've already, I've fired him now. So that's now your office. I'm telling you a true story. That's now your office. So, um, so I said, so, so when I'm starting, he said, you're starting now. I said, I'm not dressed for weeks. He says, doesn't matter. 
you're starting to work now. <laughs> Just like that. Watch carefully. Few years later down the line, I wanted God to lift me up. I began to pray so much. Somebody left the company, and when he left the company, he phoned and he simply said, listen, I want to give you a job as an IT manager. So I'm taking you, I'm just working on the timetable. I said, thank you, sir. Few years, few years down the letter, I think it was on our, on our wedding, this person literally drove my wife on our wedding. He's a heathen and unbeliever. He was the CEO, he drove my wife on our wedding. He says, no, he's my young brother. I went for the interview. He said, listen, I've set up an interview, but it is a dummy interview. <laughs> I'm telling you a true story. The job is, he says, we, we must fulfill all righteousness. <laughs> so <laughs> I went there. The guy was interviewing me was the FD. He looked at me and says, wow, just tell us about yourself. So how is work? All right, say, okay, fine. We'll talk to you later. That was it. They gave me the job. After one year on the job, the guy came back and says, listen, we need to promote you. I looked around. I said, listen, I think in this organization, this IT manager thing is the highest position that a person can ever get to. He says, no problem, young man. Create a post and I'll promote you. I sat down. I wrote a job description about a group IT manager. <laughs> I submitted and he says, yeah, we are promoting him. From now onwards, you are no longer in charge of one company, but you are now in charge of seven. Five years later, I left the job. I went into business and to full-time ministry. A few months ago, God moved and brought us here. I came here. I'm looking for a job. For the first time, I have to look for a job. After I gave up five years. You know, you know, you know in IT, three years is a very long time. Sha, three years is a very long time. Three years. So I came here. My wife had a good job and everything. And here I am. I wake up in the morning. When she's going to work, our company to work... Hallelujah. She would kiss me. Bye-bye, bye-bye. You know, it's nice being in Netherlands. You can kiss each other openly. No one will be get freaked out. <laughs> so kiss her goodnight. Bye-bye. When I'll be going home, that 20 minutes while going back home, I'll be praying. I'll get home and I'll kneel down. I'll begin to pray. When she comes and says, what did you do today? I said, no, I was in prayer. She says, what? I said, I prayed. I'll, in fact, ask her. I'll say, I'll today I prayed for... Today I prayed five, and sometimes she would get in, and when she would sleep to do more, I've got to go to work. And her sister says, no, listen, I'm praying. I'll, I'll just be what? Pray. I send in a number of CVs, and this is what happened. Somebody, I didn't know. I didn't know this person didn't know. Just simply told somebody to tell me to apply for a job. I didn't know about this company at all. So I, I looked at it, and they told me, listen, there is an advert, and just apply. I applied. When I applied... I looked at the requirements. I looked at what is needed to be recruited in that organization. I said, wow, that's fantastic. I expected them to interview me. I expected them to do some technical tests. One day I'm seated on my bed. I'm just talking to somebody on the phone. I see an email. This was the email. An offer of employment. I went like a Nigerian. Chinikeo! <laughs> is this a hoax? This international organization, the international organization, how can I send in a CV? They have not seen my face. They have not verified anything. They just simply, we are offering you a job. It takes God. I want you to see this, ladies and gentlemen. These are changes in dimensions that can only be brought in when you are a man who gives himself 
into prayer. Cornelius was a man who was into prayer. Peter was up into prayer and their dimensions changed. If you don't change the way that you talk to God in prayer, you remain in the same place. Can I have an amen? Amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a blessing to talk to God. Yeah, it's a blessing. Can I speak to you? Some of you are hyper-religious. You love people to prophesy over you more than you love to pray. (laughs) One day I was reading about Ezekiel. Can I forget about the other seven points and just stay here? Zimbabwe Zimbabwe needs much of your prayer. Anyway, let me stay there. (laughs) Forget about the other ones. About a man called Ezekiah in the book of Isaiah chapter number 37. The Bible says one day, one day, a prophet called Isaiah came. Ezekiah was sick. He was the king in Israel. He was sick. He came and he says, put your house in order for thou shalt die. He turned back and he was to go away. Isaiah was not a fly by night prophet who just types on Facebook, type amen if you want it to be done. No! Oh yeah! Beloveds, Isaiah prophesied about Christ in detail to an, to, to an extent that he tells us that Christ would have a beard. A beard, Sha. He prophesied that. A beard on Christ. They plucked off his beard. He prophesied about it. Isaiah was amazing. When Christ got into the temple, the first sermon he preached was from Isaiah. The same Isaiah comes in. He looks at Ezekiah who is sick and he says, King, oh king, I have not come to pray for you. I have not come to say anything, but this is my word to you. God says your time is up. Make sure you pay your debts. Make sure you forgive anybody who needs to be forgiven by you. Thou shalt die. And he goes on to say, and not live. (laughs) Isaiah, it was enough if he had told me I was going to die. Why do you tell me that I'm not going to live? Hallelujah. So Isaiah walks out. Ezekiah turns around. He does not give a phone call and say, I need another prophet. No. He does not call another prayer band. No. He does not consult with the spiritual gurus. No. The Bible says he turns his face towards the wall and he prayed. He prayed. Isaiah prayed. Sorry. Hezekiah, he prayed. He said, oh God. Check my record. Hezekiah prayed against prophecy. The Bible says while Isaiah was still in the courtyard, he had not left the palace of the king. The word of the Lord came again to Isaiah and said, Isaiah, go back. Correct your prophecy. Oh, ah, correct it. He came back and says, oh king, I have come. The Lord has changed his mind. Because you have prayed, O king, the Lord says, I will add 15 more years to you. Prayer can be much more powerful than prophecy. Listen, I want you to see something that is amazing about this thing. About the prayer of Ezekiel. He says, God says to you, I'll give you a sign that he might be healed. What do you want? 
He says, let the shadow go back 10 degrees. You see, if you're a casual reader, you will not understand. <laughs> Beloved, if the shadow goes back, it means time has gone back. There were things that Ezekiah could not do because he was bedridden. But because he prayed, God did not only extend his life. He brought back the time and simply says, I, Ezekiah, catch up. Hey, catch up on that. Hey, hey, hey. Whatever you could not do because you were not ill, you can do it now. I'll give you back your time. Because you pray. I'm speaking to somebody here. Are you tired with the way that your life is? Are you tired with the results of your life? Are you tired with what you are experiencing? Are you tired with the fortunes of your life? There is hope for you. Your dimensions can be changed. You can join up with Cornelius. You can join up with Peter. You can go up and pray and God will lift you up. Listen to me, people of God. We have an amazing God. We have an amazing God. We have an amazing God. When we call upon his name, you answer. Stand on your feet. <laughs> Somebody's dimensions will be changed today. Those that knew you before this service, they will say something has happened to you. I said they will say something has happened to you. They will say something has happened to you by reason of your prayer. By reason of your prayer. Whatever false prophet who uttered whatever false prophets over you, today in the name of Jesus it will be reversed. A new beginning will become a part of your life. God will take you somewhere better by his grace. Lift up your voice today. Lift up your hands and begin to talk to him. 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 Begin to come on. I said, talk to him. Prayer can shift dimensions, new revelations, new understandings of God can become a part of your life. Can become a part of your life. Can become a part of your life. Shakalaba. Oh Something has got to change today. Remarka dea kaskaria kuna. Mandoko doya, mamaushi katea. Rigadea, mamaushi, teya babahaya. Kondaria kuna, mamaunde. Father, in the name of Jesus, change my lifestyle. Change my levels. Change that which I attract into my life. Lord, change it. Change it, O oh God. Change it, O oh God. Change it, O oh God. Change it, O oh God, in the name that is above every name. Change it for your glory. Change it for your praise. Change it for your honor. Lord, let what I'm experiencing, let it be changed in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Allow me to pray today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a shift, a shift in levels. A shift in dimensions. I pray for this church. I pray for the members of this church. 
Pray that there be a release from your presence that will cause a shift in our dimensions. The dimensions of our finances. The dimensions of our health. Let every sick person be healed right now. The dimensions of our spirituality. May we know you better. The dimensions of our worship lifestyle. May we worship you better. The dimension of our finances. May mega money come our way. The dimensions of our service to you. May we serve you better. Father, pray for those that sit for their founded their exams this week. Lord, may they excel. May the lecturers be shocked by the dimensions they operate in. In the name that is above every name, I give you glory. I give you praise. What a blessing, O oh God, to come before your throne and to worship you. In the name that is above every name. In the name of Jesus. Somebody give him a clip offering today. Give him a clip offering today. Before I just give the microphone to Pastor, I just saw as it was somebody who has been trailed, being followed by certain kinds of mishaps in your life. You are aware of certain satanic strings that are tied to your life, foul habits and misfortunes that keep on you dragging back. Sometimes you want to serve God, but something kind of pulls you back. But I just heard a voice from God speaking and says, let him go. What has harassed and troubled you from Satan will not harass and trouble you anymore. A new dimension is coming upon your life. A new level is coming upon your life. The inexplainable supernatural of God has become your portion. A new day has become your portion. In Jesus' mighty name. Give him a clap offering today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You are a good crowd. I enjoyed myself. So, Pastor, thank you for the honor today. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I spoke in the Bible about a man called Cornelius. He was very religious, but he did not know this God whom he was religious towards. I want to pray with somebody today who says, Pastor, I want to know Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. I'm tired of the life that I'm living. I want all my sins to be forgiven. I want to be born again. Some years ago, I made that decision. I was in high school. I was respectable, but I, I stood up and I made that decision. And it's changed my life forever. You can make that decision today and your life will never be the same. He says, though your sins are as red as crimson, I'll wash you whiter than snow. There is a God who loves you so much not to leave you the way that you are, but to change you. To all those who received this Jesus, he gave them power to be called children of God. All people are people of God, but not all people are children of God. You can become a child of God today by receiving Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You know, Pastor, you are talking to me. I want you to just lift up your hands so that I pray with you. If you are there, you say, I need this Jesus. Lift your hand high. 
so that I can pray with you. If you say, I need Jesus today, lift up your hand. Don't be shy. I pray with you. Jesus will come into your life. Your life will never be the same. Lift it high so that I can see anyone who is lifting up your hand. Anyone who is lifting up your hand, lift up your hand. Thank you for that hand. Anyone else who is lifting up your hand? Anyone who is lifting up your hand? Thank you for that hand. Anyone else who is lifting up your hand who says, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again. I want to be born again. I want to be born again. I'll wait for you. This is a sermon. There is no greater miracle than this moment to just receive Jesus. Your life will never be the same. If you lifted up your hand, I want you to come here and I'll pray with you up front here. I'm not here to shame you, whatever. Just come here and I'll pray with you. If you lifted up your hand, just come. Come, 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 come to where I am. I'll pray with you. Come, 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 come. I'll pray with you. Come with you. If you lifted up your hand, just come. Come, 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 come. Church, why don't you give a Lord a clap offering? Just don't give a Lord. Just come here. Come instead with me, ma'am. If you lifted up your hand, come, 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 come. Come, 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 come. We can do better, church. We can do better, church. We can do better, church. We can do that. I want you to turn to your neighbor. I want you to turn to your neighbor and ask them, if you die today, will you make it to heaven? Ask them and wait for an answer. If they tell you, say no, I want you to just come with them up front here. Just come with them up front. I don't, we're not seeking to shame anyone. We just want to make sure that all of us will get to heaven. Ask them if you die today, are you sure you'll make it to heaven? Even if they look like a bishop or like a whatever, an archbishop or whatever, just ask them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's make, give a hand to the Lord in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. I want you to pray this prayer after you, after me, you that are standing up front here and the whole church will help us. Let's all pray together. Say with me, Lord Jesus. I can't hear you, church. Say, Lord Jesus. I come before you today. I admit I'm a sinner. I ask you to come into my life. Forgive all my sins. Wash me by your precious blood. Make me a brand new creature. Today, Jesus, I choose to live for you. You, Satan, and your work, I refuse, I reject you. In the name of Jesus, I belong to Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Give a clap offering to the Lord. Three things I want you to do. Number one, I want you to just find a Bible. There is a book in this Bible called the Book of Romans. It will explain the miracle that has taken place in your life. Begin to read it. It will explain the miracle that has taken place. Second thing, every Sunday we are here, we are called Redeemed Church of God. Washington, we are known as Amazing Grace Parish. Don't worry, next week you enjoy yourself with Pastor Farai. So come we start here at half past one, am I right?